Hi, and welcome to the Write the Story podcast, where we divulge tips on plotting as you listen in to us outlining a short story. This episode has been brought to you by our listeners and supporters on Patreon. If you want to help bring more podcasts like this one to life, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash amwritingfantasy. Welcome to episode 5. I'm Autumn. Before I call Jesper, I want to bring you up to speed on what we did in the last episode. The last time Jesper and I met, we started going through the seven stages of story structure to take all the notes and character development we've done up to this point and put it into an actual plot. The seven stages are intro, inciting incident, reaction phase, dark night of the soul or new info, planning phase, climax, and wrap up. We wanted to get as far as the reaction phase, but we actually made it to the Dark Knight of the Soul, which for this story is actually more of a new info turning point, putting us ahead for this session. Woohoo! I'm sure we'll review our notes quickly before jumping into the planning phase, the climax, and the wrap-up, so I won't go over them here. Okay, with that, I'm going to call Jesper. Hello? Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. It's uh, very, very hot here, so uh, I'm I'm glad that I'm recording late evening on my end. <laughs> then it's slightly better. <laughs> That's good. Good, yeah, so it's, you can have the windows open and you're not sweltering. So weird for you so far north to be hot. Yeah, it's been incredibly hot the last week or so, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I guess for the sake of the listener... For you, it's only been a week, but for us, it's been like two months since last time we recorded this uh, podcast. Uh, there's been some summer holidays in between and some book uh, launch stuff and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a busy summer. So no complaints, though. It has. Yeah, It's busy in a good way. I always used to say that, you know, I like to say full. It's been full summer because busy sounds bad, but full sounds like, oh. All this stuff, it's wonderful. Yeah, and you have also had a lot going on. Yeah, it's been quite the summer on my end too. But, you know, I can't complain. It's all been good. Yeah, no, that's good. Maybe, I mean, the listener will... They have listened listened to this uh, the previous episode last week, so they know where we are at. But uh, we, of course, just before we got started here, we had to just remind ourselves where we got to. But I, I think we're up to speed now and probably ready to do the development plan are we not or do we need to do any summarization autumn well i'll run through it really quick because i promised the listener before we when i was doing my intro that you know we would give them a bit of a quick thing recap in case they took a break since they listened to the last episode okay and they're not you know binge listening which i highly encourage binge, binge listening it's fine but yeah, so we came up with the intro which was dramna being alone and the storm coming in and her parents rushing back after the storm to try to save her but she's already you know taking care of things herself but from that she, then we had an inciting incident where she's goes to the funeral of an older member of Naveen's chosen and things are going along despite her blindness she's doing really well until one of Naveen's children comes too close to shore to claim the body and it kind of freaks her out the water hits her leg and she has a momentary like oh my gosh I can I cannot do this. I cannot swim to the island. I am not going to be one of Naveen's chosen. Thank goodness Naveen will never call to me. So, of course, the first thing that happens in the reaction phase is she hears the call of Naveen, the goddess, saying, 
I want you. Come swim to this island through the monster-infested waters to an island you can't even see because you're blind and become one of my chosen. And she's freaking out. Uri comforts her by giving her a children's tale about healing waters that she just kind of latches onto, and she runs away to Winter's Keep, far, far inland without telling anyone. And she has some adventures, some misadventures. And there, right before finding the waterfall, she meets Askel, who is the sort of mentor figure who's going to come in here, and finds him injured, helps to get him treated, goes to the waterfall and slips and falls, realizes she needs help, can't find any help, and then senses the horse above her and reaches for the reins of her horse. And that's when she realizes that she can truly sense a lot of the world and she's never appreciated it to that moment. And that's also the moment she realizes there is no hidden cave and no healing waters and nothing is going to stop her blindness, even though she just realized that she can sort of see in her own way. So... That is as far as we've gone, and that was the new info when she suddenly realizes she can sense the world. And now we're ready to jump into the planning phase. And she realized she has a very nice horse. <laughs> yes, I really am fond of her horse. I'm looking forward to uh, the writing part of this to elicit what a wonderful horse this is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so I am looking in our guidebook here then on... Plot post 5, develop plan. And it says that uh, this plot post, the hero will gain the resources needed to achieve the goal. It could be skills, knowledge, allies, whatever it is, it'll elevate the character from being a novice to an immediate level. And then basically, this develop plan plot post is built from five different levels. So... I think maybe just to keep things easy here, we just take them one at a time and then that's it. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. So level one says the beginning of the developed plan is very similar to the opening of the reaction phase. But here the character is in the aftermath of the new info. So that was the whole thing about getting saved by her horse. Mm -hmm. The world hasn't changed like after the inciting incident. However, the character has. Yeah, that's yes. checkmark. Yep, she now knows that she can sense the world much better than she ever realized. Right. Fueled by determination and a growing competency, the protagonist has a, a thriving desire to deal with the problem. Yet he or she isn't quite ready to face the ultimate test. The pieces still need to be put together while trying to avoid whatever it is that the villain is throwing in the protagonist's direction. And, I, well, I think with this stuff with the villain, we mostly talked about that a lot of the villain in this story is the environment and also herself, her internal struggles, right? Exactly. Right. Then it says, because our hero is beginning to earn some successes, it attracts the notice of the villain. Yet in most stories, we still don't, uh, won't get a direct confrontation at this stage. Okay, that, that's fine. Considering how the story is picking back up after a lull in the new info, you will open the developed plan with action. The protagonist will rise from the ashes and take the first step towards fighting back. We are on a straight path towards the showdown with the antagonistic force, and level one is where we get the first success. So using the knowledge acquired during the new info, describe how the protagonist is going to earn a victory. Right, so that's level one. 
And that's what we need to do first. And I okay. think... I don't think we're coming out of a lull in our case. No, it sounds like it was a really kind of an exciting moment. She's slipping in the icy water and thinks she's going to slip down to her death in the waterfall and suddenly realizes that, you know, she can sense the world and gets out of it. So it's sort of this euphoria moment. Yeah. So maybe we can have her earn a victory in something that is more of a lull so that we don't create like two action bits right after each other. That makes sense to me. Right, so probably if she's to earn a victory, it should probably be something related to her newfound skill here. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, my initial thoughts with this was just navigating to Winter's Keep on her own, with obviously the horse, but maybe she'll choose to walk instead and have the horse follow, or... Because up to this point, the horse has been really the navigator. But she's going to be maybe exploring what her senses tell her? So I could see her just kind of walking back towards town, not being quite as afraid, but seeing, you know, am I really sensing the road? Am I really sensing this tree? And walking up to things going, yep, yep, I sense that. It's there. That's what I would be doing if I was in her place going, I'm blind, but now I can actually sense this world. But is it real? Am I really? I'd be testing myself like every three feet going, yep, I really did feel that. Yep, that really is a boulder. No, you're absolutely right. That's a good point. I think that's exactly what you would be doing. And she said she was going to catch up with the caravan. So she's probably mm -hmm. going to get so consumed in walking around, testing this and that, that she, the caravan leaves because they think oh, that yeah. she's lost or something. So they'll, they'll left. And so she will be walking around doing what you just said, touching mm -hmm. things, figuring, oh my God, this is so amazing. She'll probably be a bit euphoric about it. And then... At some point, she realizes, oh, Dan, I, I was supposed to go with the caravan, and I wonder what happened to to the wounded guy. Yeah, Askel. Yeah, to Askel. And then she goes back towards the road, to, and then she realizes that it's gone. The caravan is gone. Mm -hmm. And then maybe she gets, for a moment, she gets concerned about it. But then the victory is that she can then use her new skill and she's not worried, you know, she, she's able to like, no, no, this will work. And she finds her own way to the city then. So that's like the victory that she is starting to become worried and, and concerned about it. But then she realizes, no, there's no need to because mm -hmm. I can navigate. No, I definitely think so. I mean, obviously, she's trusted the horse up to this point, too, as well. But I and I definitely I actually do think the caravan would. If they waited for her, it would be only momentarily. They've got this guy who's one of the top assassins in the Elven Nation. They're not going to wait around too long for a, a little lost girl who they, I assume they realize she's blind. But she said she'd be right along, so they're, they've got other worries. They're going to take off pretty quick. Yeah, and w whether they know that it's Askel the Master Assassin or not doesn't really matter. I mean, if they have a wounded man and he needs treatment, they're not going to sit there in the snow waiting for a girl uh, who no. just said, you just go ahead, right? No? Exactly. So, so they will leave. I, I don't think there's any illogical part in that. No, but I could definitely see her realizing, like, when she gets back to the road and doesn't hear anyone going, great, which way do I go? And then realizing, I got this. I totally got this. I can do this. And, you know, Precisely. she gets on the horse, maybe even can find the horse now, and gets on without a problem for the first time in her life, and off they go. Yeah, that's it. That must be level one. All right, sounds good. 
Okay, level two then. So it says, you still need to leave the reader guessing as to whether or not the character will be able to defeat the villain. So this ne- next hurdle therefore features a setback. Hmm. Since the villain is paying much closer attention to the protagonist, well, okay, we can leave that, or we can ignore <laughs> that part. Well, the stakes are also getting higher. The failure the protagonist will have to face come as a direct result of the antagonist interfering, even if the meddling is done by a henchman or as mm. a consequence of a bad choice. And then it speaks a bit about how it's quite common to find a friend or an ally dying here at level two, but I don't think that that's what we're gonna, uh, what's gonna happen in our case. But it also says, but as long as you just keep it dramatic and full of tension, uh, you don't have to go to so far that somebody dies, you know. Okay. My initial thinking here is that when we're talking about a setback, did we have? I don't remember anymore. When she found Askel, mm-hmm. did she see somebody running off, or did she not notice? Or no, she can't see, but did she? Did she somehow notice that somebody was running off, or no, or not? I don't think we. I think we were planning on it not being clear that she wouldn't have noticed anyone. She hears the caravan, but we okay. never mentioned that she heard anyone else. Okay, because the question here is whether or not we we create a setback because this other guy does something, mm-hmm. or we create a setback caused by, her, by herself and having maybe too much faith in her newfound ability, and therefore something happens. Uh, I, I initially I can see th- those as two logical options. Yeah, I agree. I could see that going either way. And I was trying to remember even what we specifically said. The climax was when she helped save Askel, I believe. And so I was double checking our notes to make sure that that is the, what we had planned. So we kind of need like something happening in between her saving Askel when the other guy shows up or, and, um, yeah, because the wrap-up is going to be sort of going back to the Citadel of Far-Seeing. Right. But could we have could we have her come across this uh, princess guy, the one who tried to kill Askel? Mm-hmm. Because then, when, when she then has to fight him in the climax, she will know who he is. Yeah. And I think it might make it a bit more dramatic if they already met once before. Yeah. And I, I, ooh, and that could even, in his own way, because I mean, technically, he's the, he's the physical villain, where her insecure insecurities are the more ephemeral villain. But yeah, if she like met him on the road and he said, "Oh, you know, I've been trying to save this guy and I got lost, and can you help me?" And so she basically gives him maybe a lift back to Winter's Keep, and she was feeling all like alone and independent, and he's like oh, look at you, you poor thing, you're blind, I don't know how you've done so well, and starts kind of putting her down and treating her like she is disabled. And that might just kind of, she might want to resist it, but it's also the role she's had all her whole life, so maybe she kind of feels pushed back into it as well. You just slip back into those roles so easily. So it could be kind of a combination where he's like, oh, look, you don't know what you're doing, you poor young thing. And he doesn't maybe and she'll say maybe oh yes i ran into you know i ran into this guy who was wounded he's been taken off of the caravan and 
she's trying to be helpful and he's really just gathering information and using her. Yeah, because the only problem with that, it's not dramatic, but is this supposed to be an action or a, a hurdle or a lull? It, it's supposed to be something dramatic. Okay. Uh, and with tension in it. Mm. Um, that was why I, I was just trying to think if he... Why would he... If he sees her walk on the road, why would he go to her? He's not an evil person as such, right? I, I mean, uh, he will... He he has his reason for why he wants to kill Haskell, which is of course not a, not a nice person who does that. But no. but it's not like he will just walk around, don't care about anybody. He's he's not like uh, Sauron or something. Right? No, he's not uh, trying so, to kill for the sake of it. He literally no. just he wants his time in the sun, but he wants it for maybe the right reasons. Maybe he thinks Haskell's no, he's slipping waiting, or something. Right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's tired of waiting, waiting for his time. But I was just wondering if he. You you probably can't tell from afar that Dramna is blind because she's mm-hmm. just riding her horse along and she can start sensing the world. So you probably won't know. So mm-hmm. I was just trying to think, why would he... Can we have a reason for why he wants to seek her out on the road there? And then when he then realizes that she is blind, then somehow that his initial intent there flips on its head somehow. Hmm... Especially then when she says, well, you know, if we go a bit about what you were talking about in the sense that if if he's like, oh, oh, sorry, you're blind kind of attitude, right? And then wants to help her and her defense could be, oh, I I don't need help. Uh, I just saved myself and I also just saved this guy that I found. And of course, then he gets interested. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Where, which, who did you find? Where, where did he go? And then, oh well, I told the caravan to take him. Oh, okay. Where has the caravan gone? Well, they they are ahead. But we still need something that makes it dramatic, mm-hmm. end, other than that, right? So why, yeah, why would he? Who's probably be, he's capable of either swinging back around. I mean, I guess he would, if he's still there, he's looking for Askel, even though yeah, people, for sure. yeah. And not knowing what happened to him. Yeah, maybe he just goes to her because he wants to ask, hey, have you seen... Well, no, that would be a bit weird, right? Because then you're basically basically showcasing that you did it. Because because otherwise, how would you know that there was somebody wounded on the road? No, but I could see... But you could say, like, I've lost my friend. Exactly. Or I could see, I mean, if he comes out pretending to be a little desperate, saying oh you know my friend and i were in this accident we need help can you help us and then realizes oh wait you're blind you can't help us that would change things right yeah that that w- that would work i think okay. and then she would say no no i can help you and all that stuff that i just said before yes and then we get to the stage where he then realizes that you know that askel has been taken by the caravan into the city mm-hmm. so obviously he wants to go to the city and he could well i was just thinking maybe if he's an all of a sudden a bit of a nice guy saying oh no no i'll help you get there mm-hmm. i think that adds another dimension to him that he you know and we have it so that he actually does it because he wants to help it's not just something he says it's like i will help you get there right and i can see you're missing some stuff uh, here's some food i have some in my back you can have it mm-hmm. you know she he gives her some so he's actually nice I, I think that, that. that'll add a 
fun dimension to him when he when he then tries to murder the other guy again. Yeah, no, I can see that, especially because I mean the elven race is underpopulated. They're trying to rebuild, and she's this like basically a teenager for them. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, you, right. I can't believe you're out here alone. Let me help take care of you. I want to make sure you stay safe because you're this treasured resource and. I am right. trying to be someone who's going to be a great person protecting these resources, even though I'm trying to kill off my mentor. Right. And then they go to the city. And mm-hmm. can we then have something dramatic happening there? Could. I mean, I could see, depending on how we interplay what is happening between them, there could be some doubts and stuff that creates some starting points of ten- of just inklings that things are not right to what he's saying. I don't know if she'll sense that there's just yeah, something yeah, a little bit wrong. Hard. I just think, yeah, I think that they're... Let the reader just start saying, wait, there's more going on here than this guy is saying. Yeah, so they, they're they traveling to the city, and along the way they're talking to each other, and she starts figuring out that there's something wrong here. You mm-hmm. know, She will ask to about what what kind of accident were your friends in, who, who was your friend, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. I don't think we need to flesh that out right here. Yeah. But we can just make a note to say she will ask him questions about those things and through those questions it starts to become apparent that there's something weird, you know, or she doesn't quite trust him all of a sudden. And yeah. we just sow enough doubt like... Well, I can even see... Maybe, maybe she gets a bit concerned if yeah. if he will attack her or something. I don't know. But it just needs to be dramatic enough. Yeah. Well, I could see that... I mean, she's going to be probably not wanting to answer that she's one of Naveen's chosen and ran away from home to come to find healing waters that don't exist. So she's going to be like, oh, you know, making up some kind of story. And she's going to realize he's doing the exact same thing. He's making up his own story. And they're basically lying yeah. to each other. And she's going... What is going on? I know why yeah. I'm here, but why is he really here? Because he's lying about this. And that would be right. an interesting unraveling to what's going on in this scene. I agree. I agree. I, I think that works fine. Okay. Because also at this stage, the reader doesn't know what happened to Askel at all. No. I don't think we said that anywhere. So the fact that this guy is here, maybe the reader will, will probably start putting together, well, this is probably the guy who did it. Yeah. Which is great, because if the readers start thinking that, then it is dramatic. Yes, and I, I, I just like the idea of them having answers that mimic, mimic each other, so that yeah, even the reader will start seeing just as Dramna's saying, like, wait, Dramna knows she's lying, and this guy's answering almost the exact, parroting almost exactly what she's saying. Yes. And there's something wrong here. <laughs> and she starts realizing that he's lying, and she can see on him that he's realizing that she's lying and he's sort of uh, resting his uh, his hand on on his dagger or something you know some just something like where well, she feels she starts feeling like is this am i in in danger here you know? right <laughs> that would be a great way to end a chapter right there of going he's lying he's got weapons i'm alone with him yeah great <laughs> All let's right. pick up the pace and get to the guards at the gate. Yeah, look, my horse looks, he needs fed. Let's go. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Okay, that works. Okay, level three then. The tension is getting so thick that the reader needs a butcher's knife to cut through it. <laughs> That's what it says in, in the guidebook. It's time for the final lull to take place before we reach the end of the novel. Without this lull, the pace would be full out rush ahead 
and there would be no moment of doubt time with a loved one or a comedic moment. Okay. Well, that should be pretty easy because we already all missed. If we're re- if we're going towards the final hurdle, it would be the final hurdle before the climax. So this is the last lull before the climax. Yeah, that's correct. So basically, I th- I think the lull is probably most likely that that's gonna be her in the room with Askol. I agree. I think that's that's completely logical. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I'm trying to work out is. It shouldn't be overly dramatic or stuff like that, but on the other hand, it can't be boring either. So it, it's not like, oh, okay, there you are, and here's a bit of bandages and blah, blah, blah. No. That, that's boring. I think there's got to be an instant connection between them. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's good, but I was just wondering about this other guy still, the, the guy who tries to murder. Because could we, in one way or another, because... If we assume at this point that the reader is thinking that this might be the guy who actually stabbed Askel, mm-hmm. could we do something that would then make the reader think, oh, no, it's not? I could see that. Right? That could because be good otherwise beginning. Otherwise, it's just way too obvious. Like, okay, she met him. Oh, he's the guy who stabbed him. Oh, okay. And then a couple of scenes later, oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we could make it so that either they think he's not the guy or. Well, no, yeah. Or I was thinking like he he was he would be. I was just thinking if if the guards took him and put him somewhere and then he he can't. But I I, I still think it would be better if we could make it so that you would think that ah oh, my mistake he it's not he's not that guy. No, I I agree. I think it would be interesting. I mean, he's obviously this girl's been. He's got a this guy's been around a little while, obviously a couple centuries. And he's finished his training. He's ready to become a master assassin. So he's he knows that she's out there. He feels out of, totally out of her depth. He's probably going to be like, okay, Asko went to the, to the hospital. I'm going to take her there too. And be like, it's a good excuse to get into the hospital as well. And so he might escort her there to just get checked out. And also to be like, oh, and you know, so and so my friend, I think he was brought here finds out maybe Askel's unconscious, like, oh, great, let me, you know, goes in to see him, knowing that Askel's, you know, unconscious and knocked out or asleep, so they're like, oh, he's drugged up to his gills, fantastic, goes in and puts on an act of being like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have found you, and blah blah blah, and then leaves for like, okay, no, I'm fine, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go make sure that our find the rest of our stuff, we're missing our stuff, make sure everything's fine, I'm gonna go take care of, you know, get a in or whatever, and leaves, and leaves her alone too, then when Askel wakes up, they have this kind of instant warm connection of some sort, for some reason, because he's older, maybe he loves mentoring young elves, and he just like, hi, who are you in my room, <laughs> why are you here, and she has nowhere to go, so she just basically like, yeah, I'm good, I'm hiding in the corner, I'm okay over here, thanks, bye. Yes, she needs yes. a place to sleep, so I'm thinking that instead of going to an inn and all that stuff, in a hospital. Hmm. I don't know if they're in a hospital. I thought they were in an infirmary. I thought that's what we had said. I mean, he needs some serious treatment. Treatment. Okay. I can't imagine that he's just going to be in an inn. I think he's got to go to an infirmary or a me- medicinal something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever the elves have. A healer. 
No, no, that that's it doesn't matter too much. Yeah, but but I was still wondering about how to. Because if if the guy just goes into Askel, I I can follow all that in terms of logic, and I can also follow that he will be, you know, pretending to just be the friend and so on. But if we could drop something that throws the reader off. It doesn't take much for the reader to also just think, well, yeah, he's just pretending. Mm-hmm. But what if what if there was something where somehow I don't know how I'm I'm just trying to think aloud here. But if somebody had seen something and the description of the person who attacked Askel was something else or something like that, I I don't know if that could work in any, or if it would make sense in any way, but. Somebody from the caravan has seen somebody or... Well, I don't know. That probably doesn't make any sense either. I, I would just love to throw them, the reader off here. Something so that they're like... So much lo- so that the reader is like almost 100% confident. Uh, okay, it is not him. <laughs> right? Right. And I can see that. And there has to be something we could work in. I mean, that doesn't come from him. Because you're right. Because if he says, oh, you know, this is what happened... Unless he has something that sounds very airtight, because I don't even know if sounding... I mean, who's going to be able to injure one of the most master assassins in... Who's legendary? So there's got to be... He's got to have some explanation of what happened that is so plausible and airtight that people are like, wow, this is amazing. And yes, you're you, we're so glad that you were there to fend him off or fend off whatever happened. And then you went after so-and-so and that's why you weren't there when... Dramna found Askel. I don't know. Yeah, or, or if we are in a, an infirmary, mm-hmm. it could be that the the guards are coming in with um, another man who is like bloody, and so that he needs some treatment. And then they say, "We found this guy uh, outside the city. Uh, he's full of blood. Um, you know, they need to get the doctor. Just give him a bit of treatment, and we're taking him off to jail because he attacked somebody." Yeah. I that could be interesting. I could see that just something that makes it seem or even oh someone who's well of course the assassins don't just go after low low hanging fruit so it wouldn't be just someone that they were there to take care of but yeah I could see that someone with maybe a bad reputation or being beat up or bloody and making it seem like he wasn't the one that caused the problem depending on what yeah what reasoning that just just so happened that you know we still haven't even named this apprentice guy who's the one causing all the trouble but even if he said like this guy came out of nowhere and he made like the horse rear up and that's why he managed to hurt Askel and then I attacked Mm -hmm. him and I chased him and blah 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 so it sounds very plausible and then this guy just shows up you know all bloody and with the guards and they're like yeah, he he tried to steal someone's horse or something like that, and it just sounded, oh, this is what just happened. This is just what this yeah, guy said happened. Indeed, indeed. It would be pretty like, oh, well, there you go. That's what happened. I like yeah, that. indeed. That'd be interesting. Uh, I think that would be interesting, and then maybe we just need to remember, you know, slightly before mm-hmm. that the... Slightly before this guy comes to make his final attack on Askel, mm-hmm. maybe Dramna, well, I'm saying see, I know she can't see, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Sense or whatever. But maybe she 
out of the window she sees this guy other guy mm-hmm. you know the 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 guy who was just brought into the hospital that he's getting released by the guards oh or something I you guess, know just yeah. some, something so we're closing that loop again to mm-hmm. say oh damn it wasn't him yeah because the... now they're letting him go and then what and then boom then he comes yeah that would be interesting that'd be a good way of at least wrapping that up saying or at least getting the rest of the story where it was something in town or it was something completely unrelated yeah, I mean, uh, he he might just be the the regular burglar or ruffian in that. I mean, he might be a well known like this guy's. There's always trouble with this yeah. guy, you know. Exactly, but yeah, somehow making it clear that he might be always trouble, but he's not the one who caused what just yeah. Yeah, because I I think we need to close that loop because yeah. otherwise it feels like we just well we did actually stuff him in there <laughs> to make it a bit more dramatic there, yes. but. Unless we also close it, then we I don't think we can leave that hanging there just like no, that. that like, he have... comes in in one scene because we needed him and then bye. Yeah, never hear never hear the end of the story. No, I agree. That needs to be closed, whether Dramna sees him like leave the hospital or leave a, you know, walking down the street and he's you know, someone's like, Hey, you do okay, that horse kick you you know, just something something that where yeah. you know it's Yeah. Okay, you're always just causing stupid crap to go on. Right. Okay. I could go with Good. that. I think level four is going to be pretty easy and quick. And uh, let me just read a bit here and okay. I'll explain why I think so. Cool. So it says, while your protagonist is plowing ahead, he or she is likely not in self-control. Oh, sorry, in full control of the situation. Yet the hero isn't getting bested at every corner anymore and actual progress is being made. But we need to... Anchor a fear in the reader that the protagonist might not make it. Hmm. So for me, this one is quite easy in the sense that now she he's she is talking to Askel. Mm-hmm. So Askel and during their conversation, he will definitely tell her what happened. Oh yeah. And he will tell her, well, my apprentice actually was the one who attacked me. And she will figure out that, oh shit, that's the guy. That's the guy who was in here. That's the guy I was with. Mm-hmm. And then, because she will then understand, oh, he's a princess, that's an assassin. So, and Askel will explain to her, because he's not feeling well, and he he might, like, almost be falling asleep half the time and stuff like that, right? So mm-hmm. he might say, can you make sure that, I'm being watched over he probably won't ask her to do it because she's just a teenager but he might tell her can you go to the city guard or something tell them that I'm I think he might and try another attempt Mm -hmm. and she will and then maybe he just falls asleep or something and and she's there like oh my god what if this guy comes now he's he's a he's an assassin how am I supposed to deal with that I I can't do anything right So, so I think then we, that might be level five in a moment, but then we need to figure out, because she would probably go to f- the guard or something. Mm-hmm. And then maybe he comes before she gets there or something, right? Yeah, I could see that. Because I actually put it when I was making notes on this, I said maybe the guy, we had said, you know, comes in bloody and maybe he's taken away, but maybe he's not taken away. Maybe he's just being guarded further into the infirmary. So she doesn't have to go like across town because I don't think she would leave 
Askel totally undefended, but I could see her going and finding where the guards are going, no, this 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 guy didn't do it. He's not Right, the... yeah. So yeah, she's yeah, yeah that, that works. Yeah, she could and close maybe that she, loop. she she goes yeah, exactly. She goes out of the room, wants to go down to the guards, and then down the hall she sees this guy's coming and then she slips back into the room. Oh. And that's where we can have her lie down and pretend to be asleep because she can't figure out what else to do. Right. And then when when the guys come in there, he thinks that she's sleeping. And he also thinks that she's, or he knows she's blind, so he'll be like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter with her. Yeah, and plus it's a teenager, he doesn't want to, he's not, he won't feel threatened, and he'll also be a little bit like, oh, I want to leave her alone, because, you know, I don't want... Yeah, but, and the thing is, we need him to be off guard, so that he's not prepared for an attack from her, because otherwise she could not defeat him. Definitely, that makes sense. So I think that all lines up very nicely. Okay, level five now. So we are at the threshold of the climax now. All right. So this part of the plot will contain a piece of information or an event that gives the hero the final clue needed to push forward. Uh, Come up with a vital inkling that clarifies what the protagonist needs to do in order to succeed. Mm. The character can still have doubts, but the stakes have to be high enough that the possibility of defeat feels all too real. The hero will decide what must be done, ready or not. Right, so we have, at this point, we have her. She's just gone out of the room. Askel is asleep, probably drugged or whatever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she sees this assassin walking down the corridor towards their room, slips back inside. And of course, now she thinks, oh my God, what am I going to do? He's going to come now. Mm-hmm. And whether I'm ready or not, I have to do something. I can't run out the door and down to past him on the corridor to the guards because then he will stop me. Mm-hmm. And plus it'll be too late. It'll be too late, yeah. So she will lie down and think, okay, I'm going to pretend being asleep. But then she will think, no, that's not going to work either because then he's he might also kill me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe, maybe she then... Does she grab Askel's knife or something and takes that? We just need the right angle on this topic so that she she probably doesn't grab the knife because she wants to attack the guy. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't even think that she's thinking that she's going to attack him at this point. But maybe she's thinking if... What would be like... Well, wouldn't you think maybe I can shout for help or something? I would think so, but I would also... I think she would realize that by the time she... Sh- he's an assassin. By the time she shouted for help, it, he could kill her. Right. So, But she would probably think about it. Yeah. She, she will think, mm-hmm. what do I do? What do I do? Do I shout for help? Yes. Do I just lie here pretending to be asleep? And let and him kill all him? Her, yeah, all her options ends up in the conclusion, no, then he's just going to kill Askel, and mm-hmm. I can't have that. And I could see... I could see her... She takes Askel's knife. Yeah, I was going to say, I, it's not like the knife has to be far away. It could be just sitting on the table next to her and she looks down going, I don't know what to do with this, but it's it's right here. And maybe I can protect myself or do I protect him? But at least it's it's just like opportunistically there because obviously his daggers are there. Yeah, maybe she doesn't take it. Maybe she just notices mm-hmm. that it's there so that once the next step happens... In the climax, you know, yeah. she knows it's there, and then she takes it, right? But, but yeah, we're not we're not to the point where she takes action, but that she's afraid. She knows she's out of her depth, but she can't allow this this thing to happen. 
and she and the, there's a weapon in the room that is really like within reach of her. Yeah, so we have her thinking through her options. Like, okay, I can pretend to be asleep. No, that doesn't work. I can shout for help. No, that doesn't work. So as the text said before, we need to come up with a vital inkling that clarifies what the protagonist needs to do in order to succeed. So she must come up with something like, okay, this is what I'll have to try. And then it has either it'll work or it won't, but I don't have any other option. Mm-hmm. I think it will work better if her conclusion is not that I'm going to attack him. Right. That she comes up with another conclusion. And then when he is in the room, in the climax, we'll do that next time. But when mm-hmm. he's then in the room, in the climax, she will see that because he ignores her and all that, she will see her, her opportunity and she will take it. But I think that taking that opportunity should be something different than what her plan actually is. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think her plan should be, I'm going to pretend to be asleep, then he comes in, then I'll attack him when he doesn't... I, I don't think that's logical at all. No. She should come up with something else. And then just notice or figure out when he's in the room, like, no, I can do this instead. Yeah. Well, I could see her just just trying to be brave and being like, okay, I'm just going to be here and I'm going to be awake. And he's not going to do this in front of someone else as a you know who's a potential witness even though she's blind wouldn't she just try to lock the door or block the door or something maybe but and then he would come in through like the window or something because obviously he doesn't want people to know too many people to know he's there when asked no, sure yeah so he's gonna want to cover his tracks yeah so if she thinks can't shout for help mm-hmm. can't fight him Maybe I can block the door and just make sure it is very noisy and cumbersome for him to get in here. And then mm-hmm. hopefully the guards will notice it before, uh, you know. If you're really freaked out that a, an assassin is coming. Yeah. I think the only thing you would do would try to block the door. <laughs> That's about the first thing you could do. So I can see her at least going and locking the door. That's, that does make complete sense. Yeah, but yeah, she would want to lock the door, but you can't. There's, there's no way of locking mm-hmm. the door. There's no lock on it. So she'll try to figure out, okay, I need to put... Uh, this uh, desk drawer or whatever I need to pull it in front of the door and she will try to start doing it and then she can hear he's coming right out there so there's no more time mm-hmm. and then she just panics throws herself under the cover and like poof, blanket over her head or whatever and just pretending to be asleep because she's just freaking out yeah I can see that uh, that works I think that makes sense she tries like initially to do something active like shutting the door or locking the door realizes it can't happen and then realizes she's out of time and that's where it basically ends okay i think that's great i think that'll that'll work we're almost to the climax yeah yeah climax next time and then we enter the final stages and well there is a few more steps in the guidebook after the after the wrap-up as well oh perfect we need to have a look at them at least to see what we need to do there or not but, but it's coming right along. It's good. It is. It is. I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait till this one's actually written. But this sounds good. But yeah, we both got family things to take care of. So I guess that's <laughs> going to be a wrap for this one. Enough story talking for one day. It's almost sad, isn't it? It's never enough story talking ever in one day. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's all we can squeeze in today. So that works. I guess right. we'll have a great week and weekend. And I will talk to you next week. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks a lot. You too. Okay, bye. See you. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Write the Story, a limited series podcast. Please consider to support. It will help us make more podcasts like this one in the future. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash amwritingfantasy. 